going on, America? I am Graham Allen, and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. We have Candace Owens, or a.k.a. the first black-white supremacist joining us. That's pretty much all you need to know. Sit back, relax, and buckle up for the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. Hey! What's going on, America? Everybody was kind of involved on that one for once. Candace Owens is Yay. here. Ladies and gentlemen. good at the hay. You were you good were. at the hay. We had somebody, our very first, uh, Matt Best was pretty good at the hay. Mm-hmm. Decent. Rich completely just he mouthed the hay. Like he didn't even like participate yeah. at all. Wow. And now we're on video, so everybody knows. the hay. Exactly, he did. exactly. Wow. We are very honored to have Candace Owens here in the studio today. Um, Candace, I don't know if you know this, but you're kind of a big deal these days, uh, you, 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 you did not know not, that? Not to my cat. That's not to your sure. cat. Yeah. So, um, Is there ever a big deal to a cat? No. <laughs> so for the three people that might be listening that have been living under a rock the past year, year and a half, who is Candace Owens in 30 seconds? Oh, come on. That's such a big question. <laughs> <laughs> can answer that. In, but you can, because you you're can. Candace Owens. You can do it. I believe it. Oh I believe my, okay. in you, Candace. Um, I, well, it depends. If you're on the left, I'm the first black white supremacist. Yes! Woo! That should be the title. Of this of this episode, the first, the first black white, white supremacist. One. And if you're on the side of sanity and truth, and you're conservative, then you know I'm just kind of uh, culturally trailblazing conservative values into the black community because we are desperate for them. Nothing has changed in the last sixty years, and yet we keep giving our votes to the Democrats. So yep. I'm just here to talk about the real issues. And there we go. The real issues are not uh, white supremacy as the biggest threat to black America. I like it. I love it. And I agree completely. Um, Alyssa is here. Alyssa is suffering from sinuses today. Yeah, that's what it is. She sounds majestic, does she not? <laughs> and Hashtag Dear America throughout this thing. Let us know. Doesn't Alyssa sound majestic yeah. while we do this thing? Jake, the producer, is here. Uh, but we want to jump right into this. Candace. And I think this is important to talk about because it's going on right now as we speak. And it's going to go on for the next couple of weeks. Uh, Steven Crowder is under attack right now on YouTube and this Vox thing, this Vox ad apocalypse stuff. What's your take on all of this? Do you think that this was it was obvious that this was going to happen? I, I mean, how long until they go after you monetarily speaking? Because. They can't silence us. They figured out that they can't do that. You know, you have billions of views. I have a lot as well. Steven Crowder has been out for years. They figured out that they can't silence us that way. So now it's like they're going after, monetarily speaking, for the businesses that we run to be able to operate. Was this inevitable? I mean, absolutely. So I actually said that one of my biggest regrets of last year was that I didn't speak up enough when Alex Jones got banned. I Mm. think a lot of people were afraid to say anything because he's, you know, everyone says he's a conspiracy theorist and you didn't want them to do that thing where they steamroll you into whoever whoever you defend. Um, But then earlier this year, I started speaking up and really defending these people because I realized it's it's today, you, tomorrow, me. Yeah. Um, So conservatives, I think that they're safe or they're in a different realm or they're more mainstream. You're wrong. Uh, They'll start with they'll start fringe and they'll move it closer and closer. And you're seeing that now uh, with Steven Crowder. And and look, it's it's sad and it's upsetting. And but it's a part of this cultural war that I think that we've done a really good job of talking about um, over the last uh, couple of years. And and to the left, I want to say this. If you think that because you ban someone, suddenly their fans become liberal, you're wrong. Right. They become staunchly conservative. Uh, So they're actually contributing to what they're afraid of, which is that uh, this mass conservative awakening is happening in the world. So it's going to help us in the end, not hurt us. It organizes 
yeah. the the right and the conservatives. And so even Alex Jones, I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, you know, I have been very vocal there. <laughs> me and Alex Jones don't agree on a lot. Right. Uh, however, you can't fight for freedom and say that you believe in freedom and the Constitution and all this, this and that, and then nitpick who that actually includes. Right. So even though... Him. Oh, uh, Jake loves Jake loves Alex Jones. Uh, yeah, you know he's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit hoo for me. But you know, he, I think that's what people like about him is he's like he's like WWE wrestling for yeah. college. He's like like ah, exactly. screaming all the time. But what the left has done with Alex Jones is they've they've almost made him this mythical figure almost now. He's kind of like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, you know, everybody knows that he is real and that he's there. They haven't got rid of him. I mean, he's just showing up on other people's shows now. Yeah. And it's their most viral episodes they've had in years. Joe Rogan, for example. I mean, he had that that huge moment that people set to the Titanic music of him talking about babies being aborted and yeah. stuff. And it's just, they don't get rid of these people. Yeah. They, they almost uh, unite and kind of weaponize the following that was with them in the first place. That's correct. And I think that's what we're seeing with this Vox thing going on with Steven Crowder, whether mm-hmm. you agree with Steven Crowder or you hate Steven Crowder, or it, it doesn't matter. Right. There are a lot of people that I absolutely cannot stand on the left side and on the right side, mm-hmm. but you can't have it both ways. You know, It's either freedom or, or, or we don't have it. We either have the First Amendment or we don't. Did you actually see the story I just tweeted about it? That Vox Media employees just did a mass walkout. None of them are working today. Their website is down. 300 employees walked out. This is such perfect karma. It's trending on Twitter right now. So uh, Vox Media employees walked out because they wanted to renegotiate their contract. They're a union. Um, So now, right now, the employer, the CEO, is deeply upset by it. But this is is your bed. You employ people that all day, they trash capitalism, they trash conservatives. Mm -hmm. Why don't you lay in your socialist bed? They want more pay. They want more money. They want more... you know, everything to be free. That's and how it always goes. Literally, Vox is facing a crisis right now. It's trending on Twitter. De- it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> let's focus. Swift. Let's focus on. I, I'm getting you. You are super big and super popular on Twitter. I, I've just I've just recently started getting on Twitter, uh, and and I'm getting raked over the absolute coals right yeah, now are. with Twitter. Uh, I spoke out about the Miley Cyrus um, Planned Parenthood ad campaign thing that she's right. got going on with the uh, with the cake and all this other kind Murder of stuff. Never looked so sexy. Yeah. Right? Tell me right? about it. It's Anyway, and so the video, it's on Facebook. It's everywhere normal. But this was my first video to really, I guess, catch momentum on Twitter. And it is a different world on Twitter. They are brutal. They are brutal. I've never wanted myself dead more in my life. Apparently, I'm the worst person ever. Right. If you uh, Twitter, you have to understand there. it's operated by a lot of trolls. I really do believe the left has invested in a full anti-marketing firms on Twitter. So, so you for people listening that don't know what you mean by that, what do you mean? Like, Well, I've always, I've always suspected that the left runs like uh, like an anti-marketing firm. I mean, we live in America. You can have a marketing mm-hmm. firm where people write really great reviews about a product, even if it sucks, or you can have an anti-marketing firm where people write really bad reviews about people. Um, and Twitter, because it afford, there's so much anonymity, you know, you don't people right. have one follower, but they can tweet you all day. Yeah. And the speed at which they tweet and the consistency, it literally has to be their full-time job, right? right. I've got people that I'm like, there's just no way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. um, so Twitter is one of those things where it, I think it's great for everyone to be on Twitter because it, it thickens your skin. Yeah. Um, and you just realize that the internet is not real life. And, yeah. But you can get oh, something true. out really quickly on Twitter and perpetuate an idea and stay 
up to date on on news stories. So so we're, and and I really want to get into uh, Blexit and everything that you've got going on, but but I want to give the audience some things that they've wanted to they've wanted to hear about. Now Jake has some questions that I have not seen. Okay, I have I not seen questions. these questions, but before he gets into it, I want to ask you something because this is a question that I get a lot. Alyssa gets it a lot. I get probably a hundred death threats a day, and I'm sure that you do as well. A lot of people have asked me, and I want to ask you this, how does Candace Owens deal with, did you ever, A, expect it to be such a backlash that you would receive from the left? And, and B, how do you, how does Candace Owens deal with that? Um, you know, to be honest, I'm so one foot in front of the other that I can't say that I expected anything. Everything has, you know, come as a surprise and an right. honor. Uh, and I, I was surprised at the viciousness. You know, they really do. They want to make sure that you don't have a platform. I mean, trying to align me, a black woman, with Hitler, right? Like, it's so crazy and so out there. And they and took your comment out of context, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, the, that's the game we're in. And, and you think, okay, they did it to Trump. It makes sense, at least because he's white, to try right. to do something like that, right? To call mm-hmm. him a white supremacist makes a little more sense. But they're so desperate that they're now trying to label black conservatives as white supremacists. So, um, I think I'm surprised by the stupidity of it all. Uh, yeah. And obviously, the, the shots don't land because at, at a certain point, you just have to go, okay, this really doesn't make too much sense. Uh, but in terms of dealing with it, I'm I'm surprisingly unaffected by it. I think that have you just grown to the point where it's well, I have just a cat, like, right. So everything that they've said, my cat has said first. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But no, I think I I I come from you know a really rough upbringing. Uh, so I always just stop and I, I, it's all about perspective. So if the worst thing I have to deal with today is people saying awful things on the internet, my grandfather had to deal with like picking cotton and the real KKK. These right. people aren't tough. It's not scary. Uh, take a second, take a deep breath and realize how blessed you are. We are not D-Day people. We are yeah. not <laughs> arriving on the shores of Normandy knowing that we're going to die. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think what we do is a privilege mm-hmm. and the way that we have to deal with hate is also a privilege. Imagine being so blessed in a country and in a community that your biggest oppression that you face is someone talking about your skinny jeans and you feel and you feel the need that now you're going to ruin their entire lives because now you are being oppressed because people are talking about you because words hurt apparently or, or imagine not knowing that the internet is optional that you can literally just turn just off turn your it phone. off yes yeah. exactly just turn, put down or, your phone or, or keep scrolling <laughs> right. right like you don't have to or block people can block yeah. things i, I mean oh, I do that. we live <laughs> we live in such a blessed world that people truly have no idea what it really means to be oppressed. Right. And that's the that's part of the problem is that we're so overprivileged that we've sort of produced this culture of wimps. Like they lose yeah. lives through nothing. Well, you can so say wimps on our like yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Wimps, yeah. wimps, 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 wimps. But I like what you said. I do think it's a matter of perspective. Because yeah. when you get the right perspective, then you're grounded. Yeah, my I mean my perspective is just like my, my family has lived through so much that I'm like, how blessed I just have to wake up and hear like the echo chamber of Twitter. I mean, it's like music. I dance, it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, even <laughs> saying the word "bless" will get you in trouble these days. You know, Anything oh, will get you in trouble these days. Your Christian value system—you're trying to shove down my throat. No, that's just—that's just how I talk. I mean, you know, that's just just the way it goes. All right, let's have some fun. Are you ready? I All right, questions. now, now again, I'm not playing a trick on you. I have not seen these. No, questions. I know you did it. We were back there. So, so I, I am going to be hit with it just as soon as you do. So okay. you're the guest. So you will be able to answer first. And if you kill it, then I'll just—we'll just move on and go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll I'll take the pressure off of me. Go, Jake. All right. So these are from the fans. This Ooh. first one says, "Are they really fan comments?" Or d- yeah. no, they were. They were. Oh, okay. Okay. We didn't, we didn't all right. All right. Good. Ones. Good. Yeah, good. Good. Uh, okay. 
How are you guys both going to run for president? <laughs> Excellent <laughs> question. I mean, how? Like, if you guys are both running, you, you'll be competing, right? Oh, well, listen, they, they want you both to. I have everyone always <laughs> asks me this question: if I if I plan to run for president, I don't I, I don't even plan tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. Um, my hope is that there won't be a need for a president, Candace Owens. You know that, <laughs> that the world will normalize and that people will realize that black people don't have to be Democrats and we can start to protect American values. So, um, Graham, uh, uh, she killed it. <laughs> I, I think that uh, I think the kind of the same thing. I, I I've always believed that if if you want to be president, then you're not the right person to be president. No. And so that's why that's why I love Donald Trump. Do I agree with every single thing he does? No, because I believe it's impossible to agree wholeheartedly with a person. But Donald Trump said it years ago on that Oprah thing. You're like, no, I don't really want it. But if I if it ever got to a point mm. that I feel like I could be, I think that's why Donald Trump was the right man for the right job. And that's why he's been such an amazing president is because he didn't seek after it. Agreed. Donald Trump right. didn't need to be president. Right. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? He was, he was Donald Trump. <laughs> be golfing. Yeah, yeah he's you know, single day. He's losing money being president yeah. at the end of the day. Now, you know, but uh, anyway, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think that if you want that title, then you are not the right person. You meet those people. I mean, being in politics and being around so many personalities, there are definitely people that I could name that so obviously want to be president. And I think that they would be the worst people ever yeah. to run the country because yeah. mm -hmm. it takes a certain amount of arrogance to, to, to work your entire life towards just wanting to be president of the, the United States. The most powerful per person in the country. Yeah. Or, or world, really, if you think about it. It should it, feel you know, like yeah. a sacrifice, not, yes. you know, not yeah. this arrogant right that you yeah. should be bestowed I upon agree. you because of everything that you've done. I agree. And, and all forms of government, mind you, in my opinion. I, I think it should be something that, you know, being a congresswoman or a senator, in my opinion, is not something you should come out of high school wanting to be. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, you know what I mean? I mean, that, yeah. that, that, that's something that should be a calling. I agree. Uh, thrust into it. Crenshaw 2024? Love Crenshaw. Yeah, Love Dan Crenshaw, man. Yeah, but, but, but Dan Crenshaw is exactly what I'm talking about. Dan Crenshaw was a Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. He had no plans to be a congressman. Life, a horrible event happened to Dan Crenshaw. He bounced back from it. He continued to deploy, and then finally the Navy said, you know, man, we gotta, well, we, we gotta medical you out. And life kind of threw him a curveball. And then he adjusted from there. Right. Dan Crenshaw didn't seek out to, to be a congressman, much less arguably outside of Trump, the hottest actual politician that we have on the right right now. And, and so I don't know. I think Dan Crenshaw's got a lot of momentum. 2024 is a long way away. Yes, it is. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think Dan Crenshaw's a, a really good guy. Yeah, Jesus might come one. back for 2024. Jesus, Jesus might come we back for 2024. <laughs> we, we, we don't know. So, all, all right, right, next. Next question. Uh, do you feel, compared to other uh, national shootings that have been going on, the Virginia Beach shooting did not get enough coverage because the shooter wasn't white? Ooh, good of course. Good question. Yeah, go. Of course. And, and you can say that also. What was the one before that one was in Colorado? Right, it, yes. when they found out that the the student was like a trans active, they they, yeah. Yeah, they the went after went it away. hard yeah. until and then they, and then they yeah, and then yeah. they just yeah. silence. Yeah, yeah. it's all about narrative for them. So if it doesn't fit the narrative, then suddenly it doesn't matter, and they want it to go away. And it's unfortunate that that's the way that they look at the world, but. 
kudos to those kids in Colorado for standing up and saying that they wouldn't be used like pawns. And it, yep. yes. yeah, they walked out. Yeah, I think that's because so many of these kids in Generation Z, and I'm kind of going off the question, but they follow us. Right. So Generation Z is actually staunchly conservative um, and they are because they're the Internet generation and yes. we've sort of overtaking the Internet and showed them, um, you know, humor stylistically were different and, and not to be this these this politically correct culture. And I think that they're they're awakened like they are seeing exactly what the media is. It's no longer uh, a CNN world. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I'm, I'm I thought that was such an amazing moment to see that those students said, no, we will not be used like pawns. The, the, the biggest thing, if and I'll toot your horn instead of toot mine uh, or ours kind of thing that you've done and and people like you and Charlie Kirk and Brandon Tatum and, and all of these what's the word figures now that have appeared or, or come up uh, I public think figures? yeah, yeah public I guess you could call us that I don't know it feels sounds weird still but either way <laughs> point is Donald Trump broke the mold for who could become president, right? Yeah. Well, now people like yourself, Candace, are coming out, and Charlie even. Charlie, you know, he Charlie's not a college graduate. Charlie's a high school, you know, diploma guy and stuff right. like that, and he's done this just amazing stuff that's happened. We're showing the younger generation that, hey, you don't have to be what the media has pegged out to be as a influential person for right or justice or, or moral value. You can just be who you are, use your voice, get your message across, and people will listen to you. Right. And, and so it's really, it's really changed. Uh, it's changed everything, in my opinion. So uh, anyway, okay, ne- right. next. Uh, you killed it. So I'm moving on from the gun, <laughs> that gun question. Yeah, to that was tough to that. follow. Yeah. So. Uh, how do you both feel about white privilege? Well, today in 2019, I mean, go you first. <laughs> You're white. You got to go first. I got to yeah, go first. Yeah. What's you have the no, because example. that's white privilege. No, you go first. Right. No, yeah. no, you go. I, I refuse to go first because right. of the question. <laughs> I refuse. I'm not doing it. I mean, look, you guys, you guys probably know my stance on this. I talk about it all the time. The myth of white privilege. I mean, and, and it is a myth. And the thing that does exist is economic privilege, which sometimes gets mixed and confused as having white privilege. Yes, mm. if, if you are a wealthy person, you will be afforded different privileges in life, but there's nothing in America that's stopping any person from becoming rich or becoming wealthy. Um, and what we're seeing is that you have a, a lot of black Americans that believe it's on the basis of the color of your skin and the easiest stats that you can present to them uh, to show them that it's actually no, it's based on the decisions that you make is poverty in America right now. I think it, uh, it's 22 percent of black Americans that, that are living below the poverty line. Only 11 percent of white Americans are living below the poverty line. But amongst black Americans that are married, it's only 7 percent poverty. It's not your mm. skin color. It's the choices that you make. Right. Um, so the white privilege myth is something that's created to once again sell black Americans the idea that we can be nothing but victims Mm -hmm. um, and to make sure that they don't even try. They don't even attempt to try in life because they've already been so convinced against themselves and their own capability. Right. And, 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 and I like what you said there, the, uh, you know, the economic differences and poverty lines and things like that. Uh, Charlie Kirk touched on this where he started talking about there are so many things that go into that's that statistic and that stat, like the poverty line and, you know, uh, the basically uh, education has so much to play into it. And where we're really failing in America, it's not for racism. It's not holding people accountable properly uh, out of the almost 4000 counties, two percent, two of those counties uh, equate for the most uh 
gang-related violence, uh, gun-related deaths, and lowest education in the systems, right? But yet we continue to dump money, millions and millions of dollars into public education, these teachers that we're not holding accountable. Unions. Exactly. And then you've got uh, that that one one county in Baltimore where 93% of the black community can't read at level. Couldn't find a single kid. Um, in in five uh, five schools in Baltimore, yeah, uh, they could not find a single child that was proficient in reading and writing. That's what I'm saying. And, and and they have this system in place where we're continuing to dump all this money into failed things. And then what do you think is going to happen to a young black man or a young black woman that can't read at level? Obviously, I would be. Uh, a pretty good guess to say that you can't do math and science the the best way either. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to turn to violence. You're going to turn to gangs. Uh, you're not going to be able to make the same money, et cetera. So in my opinion, it's less racism than it is broken systems. Yep. That is less about, ooh, we just don't like black people, so we're going to do it this way. Well, speaking of Baltimore, the Freddie Gray thing, you know, all those judges and everything, yep. it was like 90%. Black. black judges, yep. you know, and it's not the system. Broken, it's definitely yeah. the the choices that we make, and there has to be more more black people that are willing to talk about that stuff, but talk about the illiteracy rates. I mean, to me, that's stunning. I make the argument that you know Democrats today are using invoking the very same strategies that they had uh, when we were their slaves. They did not want slaves to read or write for a certain reason, and the reason was because an educated mind can't be enslaved. They would mm-hmm. have realized their own, you know, what they wow. are capable yeah. of doing, yeah. and they're doing the same thing systematically right now with the public public school system, making sure that black Americans don't learn to read or write. Because why? Then it allows them to control the narrative. And the narrative that they're pushing right now is white supremacy, right? It's white supremacy. It's conservatives. It's Republicans. No, it's not. It's, yeah. it's absolutely not that. But if you are not educated, you're going to believe it's that. And you're never going to embrace the potential of your future. We talked about this at Ole Miss. You remember we got yeah. into this conversation. Somehow we got on the topic of confederacy and stuff for of the thing but 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 the one thing that we did talk about and the one thing that we debunked in that was uh the people that were coming against us as republicans and conservatives we were saying well look at the worst areas in our country look at the worst counties look at the worst cities and look at the governmental establishment there and you will find democrats that's correct. That's what you'll find. And I, you know, I'll put money on that right now across the board. Show me the worst areas. Show me the highest crime rates, the lowest education, and show me is it Republican led or is it Democrat or right. is it democratically led like that? And it's across the board that way. Anyway, so white privilege, I've said, I said it the other day, and Alyssa got mad at me to put my answer about white privilege being a myth. Alyssa, like, gave me the, oh, it is a myth. you it, can't say that. I, I, I think that the, I think that the, the white, don't worry, he will. The white Christian male between 25 to 50 right now is the most hated, hated, looked at, nose down. You, you say one thing. And we will crucify you for it right this second in 2019. I think that there is a obvious and blatant attack on white Christian men. And you're right. And, right. and this is something yeah. that I speak to black Americans about, too. I, I, I will read them headlines like black people just should stop speaking. Uh, black people need to shut up. And then they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe these headlines exist. They do exist. But I, reper- I actually replace the word black with white. These headlines exist. Yeah. White people shut up. White yeah. people stop talking. Yeah. It's blatant mm. racism that you see every single day, and yet mm-hmm. somehow your media has brainwashed you to think that racism against white males is okay. Yep. Against straight people is okay. There's now a problem with being straight in America. Um, so it's unfortunate for, for you guys, but... I, I, I want to run this by you. 
uh, for people listening audio wise, if you don't know who Candace is, we are different skin color. Uh, I'm black. Candace is black. Uh, <laughs> I am white. If you have not figured that out yet, um, I have often said many times that if you can take something that was said by a black person and you put a white person saying it, and then you find it offensive. Wasn't it offensive and racist to begin with? Of course it was. Of course it was. And and there's some fallacy or some belief system that people seem to be operating under that if you were ever oppressed, you're therefore allowed to be an oppressor. And that's wrong. That's right. absolutely right. wrong. It doesn't Shouldn't matter. Shouldn't it be the exact opposite be, at that point? You should be more aware of it. I'm more conscious of it because you never want anybody to live through, you know, the experiences that our ancestors lived through. And by the way, it wasn't just our ancestors. 70% of all the people in the world descend from slavery. Okay. Yeah. A sla- slave, there was yeah. the Roman Empire, right. the, the, yeah. the Ottoman Empire. Every, everybody's been a slave. So we have to move past this idea that somehow our oppression matters more than everybody else because the only way to really repair the past if you're looking for reparations is is to embrace your future right Ooh. pretty sure the word slave comes from slav right like the oh yeah i think Europeans. it does oh yeah oh, i'm sure the egyptians were super thrilled to build those pyramids <laughs> yeah. and stuff too yeah all right, all right so last all right question, moving moving on last question and this will kind of segue our very first episode because we're from mississippi so we said caveat, caveat. We got Instead out. of Segway too many oh. times. And so a lot of people let us know, actually, you're segwaying yeah. from the thing. So anyway. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. We're caveating. Yeah. We're caveating. <laughs> Do, Do it. So this will kind of lead into the whole Blexit talk. Okay. Uh, oh, see? Natural. So <laughs> how can we inform black America that Trump is really for them and not against them? Ooh, good question. We're doing it. I mean, it's about getting on the ground and actually challenging them. And here's what I'll say about this generation of black conservatives, which, which I love so much. Um, you know, in the past, and I, I had a talk with Dr. Ben Carson in his office, and he just said, I don't know how you've been able to do this, how you've been able to get this so far so quickly, you know, because he's much more brilliant than I. He's a, li- he's a literal brain surgeon. Oh, yeah. Um, and yet he didn't have the same amount of success in terms of progressing conservative principles in the black community. I said the difference is you were too polite, <laughs> and mm. and and we are me Brandon Tatum. We Breaking are in the mold. Uh, yeah, uh, we are talking trash. They're, they seem to have been deluded, black liberals, into thinking that because you're a black conservative, you're no longer black, or we're fearful of black people. No, I'm not afraid of you. You you remind me of my cousins, my brothers, my sisters. Mm-hmm. You snapping your neck or giving me an attitude is not going to make me walk away. Mm-hmm. And it's about having the courage, like you know me and and my assistant Elena sitting on the side went to an HBCU. Sat I stood on stage and I took their abuse and I gave it to them. I gave it back to them. The black community needs to be parented. At the end of the day, we are a community that is suffering from a a lack of parenting. You're talking about a single motherhood rate in our community being 74%. 74% of people growing up without a father in a home, which means a mother's not in the home either because she's probably working all day. Um, So you have to to be bold in, in terms of telling them what the issues are and challenging them and saying, tell me what Trump has done that has harmed the black community. If he is a racist, he is the worst racist ever to exist. He is failing at it. Uh, The most racist people in the world right now um, are are black Americans versus other black Americans. The nastiest comments I get don't come from white people. They come from other black people. Who taught you that? Who taught you to be so vicious towards black people that are finding success? Why do you resent success as opposed to wanting to go after it? I mean, look, I'm ranting here, but uh, I think I think it's okay. No, it's yeah, no, yeah, no, this is this is a safe space for you uh, to, to go on a. About you, Graham. Well, I think uh, that Candace is. Um, you're walking on 
very controversial thing. You're talking about nuclear families actually playing a role in development of our younger generation. Uh, that's that's venturing on some Christian uh, <laughs> worldview type stuff there, and we can talk about that all day. I, I will say this. Floyd Mayweather, I'm actually going to quote here. He said, everybody loved Donald Trump till he became president. That's a fact. That's true. Period. That I, and fact. that was that was the same. And I've said this in previous podcasts and previous episodes. Real racism Okay, we're talking real racism, not 2019 words hurt my feelings racism. Uh, real hatred for someone based on the color of their skin. You don't you don't hang out with those people. You don't have like exceptions to where, you know, like, oh, I'm seen with some black people, but I hate them because I'm racist. No, no. If you are a true racist, you hate those people and you do not associate there is no wondering you never have to go i wonder if that person's a racist you know what i'm saying right. like if you're a real racist there's no wondering uh, you know i, I right. wonder i wonder if he's racist or not open about. so no i think it's i think it is just absolute insanity to think that president trump is uh well, look is and beyond that what i say is black america and, and people don't like me to say this but if you are a true racist in america if you really do hate black people the best thing to do is is to not do anything because we're the ones that are killing ourselves right 97 mm. percent of black people that are killed are killed by other blacks right so what, what's the point you don't have to say the n-word anymore we're the ones that are saying the n-word we're the ones that are calling black people coons and uncle toms and bed wenches so, so something happened where the black community is actually harming the black community and nobody wants to talk about it you want right. to pretend and talk about white supremacy being a great threat how could white supremacy be a big threat or causing deaths when you have planned parenthood that's aborted 18 million black americans and and, and that's what that's voluntary like genocide southern baptist yeah. preaching yeah. voluntary okay, genocide me, okay me going. and who's doing it Black people are doing it. We're doing it to ourselves. I mean, so I'm not afraid of a white person. We have to talk about black on black stuff. We have to talk about why the black community is how we we are harming ourselves at every step of the way. And nobody has the courage to get on stage and say we need to hold up a mirror and start fixing things. Preach it, Lord. Yes. Yes. We'll do a slow clap. (laughs) So, okay. So so I'm calling an audible. Jake, before you before you ask another question, you brought up Planned Parenthood. So I said I wasn't going to bring it up, but you brought it up. So so we're going to. Miley Cyrus. so we're going to go uh, into this really quick. Uh, one of the <laughs> one of the most offensive things that people took was my hat. I was wearing this hat, and that th- and there's there's a rifle on my hat. Just in case you guys are wondering, and they're like, "How dare you talk about pro life?" But yet you're wearing that hat. And then some girl wrote a comment. She was like, "I've been shot at by one of those." <laughs> and I do not appreciate. And I almost wrote back samesies. I almost did that. Uh, uh, for those listening that don't know, I went to I went to Iraq twice. I normally don't talk about that a lot, but I did. So, ditto. Um, what, I, I would like to talk abortion with you really quick. And, and I open this up where I know that you are not not for abortion, but but I, but Charlie and me differ a little bit on this as well. Uh, he is anti-abortion except certain situations. And so I, I open this up knowing I don't know 100% where you are. Is it anti-abortion completely or not? I said a couple months ago that this is going to become one of the biggest talking points of 2020. When the New York thing happened originally and then Ralph Northam uh, in Virginia came out, I said, guys, I'm telling you, watch. This is not going anywhere. This is going to become a gigantic thing for 2020. And everybody kind of shrugged it off at first. And now it just seems like every single week it is something else. And it is something going on. What are your thoughts on it? My thoughts are that murder is not a reproductive right. 
right? So this yeah. is murder is not healthcare. Um, and it's scary to think that this mass brainwashing has taken place. By the way, I used to be pro-choice because I went through the public school system. So people are not getting this idea that it's women's rights from like, they're not plucking it from the sky or right, researching. Right. And they're being brainwashed when they're really young and they first learn about sex in health class. That Abby Johnson just, said the same thing. She was the same way. When yeah. I was too. I yeah. mean, you, you can't come out of the public school system and not be pro-choice because they teach it to you like you're deciding whether or not you want to wear black boots or brown boots for the day. Like mm-hmm. kid or no kid. Oh, I'll take no kid. You know, I was, I was irresponsible. And what I hate about the left is that they love to argue with exceptions, right? The, the exceptional time that a woman gets raped and, and not, beyond just getting raped gets pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then now that becomes a whole basis for being able to to abort and murder millions and millions of babies. And that's less than 1.4%, hear- by yeah, the way, to, 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 to be honest. I mean, you right, know, if we're right. being so honest. let's make a whole rule where everyone can now have the option to murder their baby because mm-hmm. less than 1.4% of people are dealing with this, something that is actually a tragedy. Right. And in those circumstances, <clears throat> you know, that, that's an entirely different conversation, but they don't want to have the majority conversation because mm-hmm. it, it. they also say this one, I love this, uh, Planned Parenthood also conducts, what do they say? They, they also do mammogram or pap smears and, and stuff like that. Sale, which is yeah. less than 2% of what Planned Parenthood does. And they're declining every year in those right. and, and going increasing on abortions right. because so they actually make if, money like, on abortions. Right, that's exactly right. So could you imagine if like, I don't know, let's talk about the Rwandan genocide. If all their government said is like, oh, we're, 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 we're it's a genocide, but we also do pap smears. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we're going to keep murdering people. Oh, by people, the way, but we also do we know we're over here killing people. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. Go ahead, government. Keep killing everybody because the, the government also in Rwanda was doing pap smears. So yeah. it doesn't matter that everybody's dying. But what a bizarre... I mean, I really wonder, like, are they just not, like, thinking when they say these yeah. arguments that if you do a pap smear, murder is okay? Yeah. Everyone would just be conducting pap smears. Murderers would be conducting Old pap Jim's smears. Old Jim's a good guy, right. except he's just murdered a couple people. But right, other than right. that, he's a stand-up dude. Yeah, at Jim, he's doing guy. great. He took he... someone to get a pap right. smear. Yeah, yeah. Close my lawn. I, uh, I, again, and we'll move on. And I see this. And, and We shouldn't move on. Because who does it also disproportionately affect? Black women. Yeah. Right? 7% of the population accounting for almost 40% of all of the abortions. This yeah. is why I call it a voluntary right. genocide. Right? Yeah. And, and so you always have, yes. look, look out when you look at these protests. You have a bunch of white women in their pussy hats. They are always advocating, these white liberals are always advocating for things that disproportionately affect and impact the black community. I'm sick of it. At the exact same time, they'll look you in the face and tell you that that the other side is racist. You Mm -hmm. are the racist. Everything you advocate for negatively hurts black people. So stop advocating for it. Welfare, abortion. I mean, there's nothing that the left offers for black Americans that helps us. Everything hurts us. They are the racists. No, I agree. Slow clap again. again. All right, uh, I'll I'll ask this, knowing that, that that it might lead to us disagreeing, because I don't know. I, I, I open this question up because I don't know, and I actually think that if we do differ on it, it'll be a really good discussion for people to hear, because right. well, you can be friends, you can be in the same conservative party side and not agree totally. Do you agree with Alabama on their uh, ab- abortion ban? Look, I, I think that when you talk about, he, here's the catch-22, and, and, and I'm just going to put this is a, This is a safe place. Uh, you just, say that Okay, but if you were raped, then you're allowed to have an abortion. What then happens? You're going to see an increase in yeah. rape you're reports. Exactly mm-hmm. right. You know, the, the women are going to start saying I've that they've never they were heard raped. someone say that, and, though, and but that's, that's, that's yeah. a slippery slope. I mean, it's common sense. If I want to get an abortion, I know that the, here's yeah. the obstacle. The obstacle is that I have to say that I, you know, I have to say that I was raped. I'm just going to say I was raped. There's, there really is no way for them to prove or disprove it. Right. And that process takes too long. You know, you only have so long. One of the best to ways to prove it is actually the baby. Right. Even Genetically, if you, yes. like, you know, that's like, exactly right. Even if you dropped, dropped it later on after, you know, after you had your abortion, that that's what you're going to start to see. So you're in a catch 22. But if you start to sanction it, saying because 
if if you were raped, then you will end up with a bunch of um, people just arbitrarily saying that they were raped. People have, uh, I've been very vocal about the abortion topic. I am a Christian, and, and so it is very, very, very big deal to me. Uh, you know, I think not only just on a political stance, but on a spiritual stance for me, I, I just, I... I believe it is something worth standing up for, and we have been just raked over the coals the past month and a half over it on my stance. Uh, and most people like to go after my daughter uh, when I talk about abortion, and they all say things like, "I hope your daughter, when she's eleven, is raped and gets pregnant, and, and, so and things like that." And then we have to watch her because we're going to make her carry her child. Yeah, and then nine we have months. to watch her for nine months. Yeah, they carry. go into detail but, but, about but, it. <laughs> but here's the truth of the matters there. First of all, if an 11 year old gets raped, I think obviously the conversation we need to be having is stricter punishments for rapists. Agree. First of all, but but if an 11 year old does get raped and pregnant, first of all, that probably will fall into the medical emergency category at that point, because most 11 year olds are not physically able to carry to term right. a pregnancy. Right. And then my biggest argument goes like this. I agree with Alabama uh, abortion law just to just to you know make it clear. I think that they did the right thing and they removed the emotion out of the law. And what I mean by that is, we talked about it, less than 1.4%. Less than 1.4%. And show me two sonograms and tell me which one is the rape baby. And tell me that that one is not a person, but the other one is. That's a great way of putting it. You you know what I mean? And so it's horrible. It's a horrible thing to have to deal with. No one is saying that it's not. What we're saying is you can't look at this and say, because those those two people had sex uh, consensually, that's a baby. Right. But because this was actually with, with rape, well, that that's not really a baby. Right. You know what I mean? And, and as horrible as it is, you can't you can't make laws and regulations based off of one point four percent and emotion. In Alabama, can't. by the way, just adding this, sixty seven percent of all of the abortions are black women. So just, I mean, it really yeah. is just astonishing. So in my opinion, Alabama is leading the charge. On, it's amazing on how connected they all black, are. Yeah, allowing black babies to be born. So if you think Black Lives Matter, you'll be applauding abortion. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, you would be applauding the new abortion laws in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember who started, you know, Planned Parenthood and what she said about oh, black people. Like, you know, yeah. People don't read about, you know, Margaret Sanger. Uh, that, there's a there's a photo going around, and it's a photo of Hitler, and he's got like a checklist, and it says fifty million dead, and it said this time I'll call it, and they said Planned Parenthood down at the bottom, you know. Yeah. And, and that's, so, that's what left is brilliant at linguistics. You don't realize it's genocide because they gave it a pretty name. It yep. is, yeah. it's, it's literally a voluntary genocide under the United Nations has a definition that they that is accepted uh, for what. Uh, components constitutes genocide. I think it's number five down the list is is the preventing the births of a certain group of people. That's yeah. literally what Planned Parenthood does. I don't understand how this organization exists and beyond that, that it's funded by taxpayer money. Yeah. Isn't it like 20 million now black babies have been aborted? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's 50 million, million since Roe versus Wade passed. Over 50 million abortions 50 million have been documented. Million are blacks. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, it's just, it's, it's absurd. All right, Jake. That's all we got on questions. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Cool. I was wanting to know if you've heard about the uh, the NBA stuff going on. They're wanting to get rid of the word owner. owner. It's it's so unbelievable. <laughs> what? You didn't hear about that? I haven't heard about <laughs> this. Are you kidding me? It's so embarrassing. LeBron James has a new show. And, uh, of course he does. Draymond Green was on there, and he was saying how, you know, it's the players that, you know, are the team. So uh, we need to get rid of the term owner. I think that yeah. it, it just I just literally wonder, does the left sit around and go, 
what can we complain about today? Yeah. That's baffling, that, man. That, that has That's a, meeting. a new one. I mean, the meeting I, I didn't, has to go like that. that, right? Every day, there's a meeting, a conference room full of leftists, and they go, seems like we're enjoying everything today. Uh, what, yeah. what can we be outraged we? about? So, owners. Owners. So, 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 yeah, owner. So, yeah. Yes. So if you go to walk into That's a business, <laughs> if genius. you go to walk into a business and the person legitimately owns that business, mm-hmm. you're trying to tell well, me now that people say that they think it's offensive for wait, them wait, to I label know, themselves as owner? Do they have a word they want you to yes, use? either CEO or majority shareholder. Majority shareholder. Why? Yeah. Why, do, why does it matter? Everyone knows that they're still the owner. You know what I'm saying? Because like, the majority of players are black, majority of owners are white. See? So it looks Ah, like, there it is. Analytically yes. correct. Yeah, this, is, this is the conference that left. They have, I swear, it's a conference. Yeah. They have every Monday morning, and they just they pitch ideas one. of what they can be outraged about. Look how bad that looks! Yeah, right? What is, it doesn't look bad. It looks like that person owns a team of which you make millions, millions. upon Amen. millions We're of game. dollars. We're it to slavery. If, if slaves were making millions and millions yeah. of dollars, yeah. right? We'd yeah. be in a different situation today. Yeah. Mark Cuban, he said, "We own equity. We don't own the players." Obviously, right. <laughs> it's just it's the, you know? that is obviously it's not obvious. Ooh, obviously it's obviously not obvious. Not. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about uh, an immigration uh, topic I want to bring up. What's the name of the guy uh, that is on that show, The Prophet? The TV show, The Prophet. Yeah, Ron, Ron Eman- Rom, Rom Emanuel. Can, can we look that from up? Chicago? Rom Emanuel from Chicago. Chicago Mayor. Rahm no, Emanuel. no, I, I, I'm I'm thinking wrong. Can we look that up? The yeah. guy that's on The Prophet. Anyway, what I'm getting at is he owns a camping world in North Carolina. <laughs> And the city camping world. Yeah, owns, yeah. You want to change your yeah, life? You want to say, say he's owns? a CEO? No, no, no he's he owns. Yeah. All right, and so he's an immigrant, a legal immigrant into our country. As soon as we find out the name, I I, I, I want to give credit to him. Um, anyway, the prophet, not like biblical prophet, like money. He's prophet. a prophet, <laughs> like the prophet. Anyway, uh, is it uh, Marcus Lemonis? That's it. Yep, that was way off, but that's him, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus. Marcus. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Just hey, look. I'm always very transparent. This is as real as it gets, people. All right. Marcus. Okay. He is under fire right now because the city in North Carolina want them to take down their gigantic American flag that's in the parking lot, citing that it breaks city ordinance because it's too big. (laughs) It's too big of an American flag. So this dude holds a conference uh, last week. And it's like got 10 million views where he says, I'm willing to go to jail over this. It is not coming down. Like, I'm not pulling this flag down. I am willing to go to jail over this. I don't know anything about his political affiliations. I don't know anything about his religious thing. What I do know is he's a legal immigrant that is coming to this country and become a multimillionaire. And he has got a gigantic flag flying in his parking lot. And he is saying, you're going to have to take me to jail. Because I'm not taking it down. Isn't it amazing that the people that have legally come to this country love America more mm-hmm. than the people? I, I guarantee you it's not immigrants that are saying that flag needs to come down. I say, but why is that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm so at. for, like, I think the president should offer an exchange program. 
Like, I'll take an immigrant that loves this country or <laughs> understands the opportunity that this country affords you. You take Miley Cyrus. I was just going to say, take Miley. You take Miley. I've been like, saying that way before. I've never been a Miley. You hate <laughs> America. You, you think America's not the greatest country I don't want to get rid of Justin Bieber for a long time. Go back Go. to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like Justin Bieber. He's Christian. Somebody. He 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 has uh, become Christian. Yeah. And now now he's, what, what what's the Baldwin daughter? Haley. 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 Haley oh, I, I don't know. I'm not sold on it yet. I, I believer. I believe. I, you're I a believer. Believer. Not well. Won't lie, I am too. We'll see. <laughs> give him. Give him another year or so, Christian, and then I'll believe. Anyway, he was sorry, uh-huh. Graham. He's sorry. He's sorry. Uh, well, what I was saying is, somebody, a comedian, said it best actually, and I thought it was really powerful. He said, "An a." Uh, a legal. <laughs> I didn't want to say it where it sounds like. I was like, what is that? A pause. Legal, legal. immigrant is a great American. One hundred percent. Oh yes. And the ones that have gone through the process and understand how mm-hmm. difficult it is to to get into this country respect the process. Yep. And it's they're also upset about this concept of open borders. They had to wait. Well, so they're, they're, they're very angry. They are furious. Yeah. My over assistant's it. an immigrant. My to be husband is an immigrant. I mean, the stress that we have to go through to do things the right way. You're an immigrant. No, yeah. I'm not. But I have family. Yes. Oh, I thought right. you were an immigrant. Yeah. I, no. I mean, and it's like people have to go through a lot of stuff to be to to become a know, lot citizens of, stuff. of America. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. ones that do love it. Like the the Come vibe is always Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. yes. He became American. Yes. It's just, America. But, you know, and that's one thing, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you're listening, I doubt it. But if you are, uh, I would love to talk to you about this because I don't understand uh, Arnold's thought process on a lot of things these days. Yeah. If, if anyone should be build that wall as high as it can go and you come here the right way, it should be somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Did he, what, what, is his, what did he say recently? He, he just hate. I, I think, I don't think he cares about immigration as so much he just hates Donald Trump. Oh yeah, they, a lot yeah. of them have this. I mean, Mark yeah, Cuban as well. Like, I, I've yeah. spoken to Mark Cuban. By the way, I really like Mark Cuban. This is so obviously like a man competitive thing that's going yeah. on. It's not objective. Like, Mark Cuban, you are a capitalist, okay? You are a conservative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know that this stuff doesn't work. But that's what you, I'm saying. That's how ridiculous it is. Trump, yeah. right? so. they, no one no one can argue what Donald Trump has done and what he's continuing to do and what he will do all the way to 2024. They just don't like him for some reason. Well, a lot of them have done business with him. So he actually, the president told me a story, which I won't repeat because I don't have the clearance to repeat it. <laughs> I met him in the White House and the beef between him and Jay-Z is about business. He's in one of his buildings. So how's that for hating Trump? There it is. Right there. A little teaser there. Well, you know, if Beyonce doesn't like it, well, consider me sold. I don't like it either at this point. (laughs) I mean, if Beyonce, what's Jay-Z's real last name? Harder. Carter. Beyonce Knowles Carter, or however she has it, doesn't like something that, by God, I don't like it <laughs> either. He just became a billionaire, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah a billionaire. Ooh. Definitely not because of socialism. Let's, no. talk about, let's talk about Snoop Dogg. We have Candace here so I can talk about I these things Snoop. that get me. Okay, what did you think? Did you, see, did you see my video about his, uh, his Memorial Day post? Um, no, did you see I his Memorial not, Day I did post? Not see his Memorial Day post. Okay, I will. I will tell you what it said, and then you can imagine my response, and I'll just let you imagine. And I would love to get your thought process on it. Basically, he posts a a. It's a meme. It's a black soldier that is in OEF, you know, post nine eleven war gear. Okay, and it says, "Rest in peace to all the black." Uh, military service members that died for a country that never did anything for them. Oof, that gets yeah, me it so upset. It, it gets me. So it got me upset. extremely right. upset. Uh, and then, of course, a bunch of people came to his defense. You know that white people died to end slavery. Is that like a thing? 
you would think that they forgot about that, but a lot of people, a lot of other famous people came to his defense and it was like, he was obviously talking about World War II and everything with segregation and stuff and real racism was still going on and things like that. And, but he posted a photo of not, you know, a World War II <laughs> black guy. Uh, he yeah. posted a photo of a post 9-11 soldier um, and wouldn't, and my response to that was, on Memorial Day, no less, you use it on the backs of, you know, men and women who fought for you, Snoop, to be literally the American dream. You grew up in horrible upbringings, gang-related things, and you become one of the wealthiest, most known rappers in the world. Right. Well, Shouldn't you be, like... grateful for this country. Yeah. I mean, a couple of things, I think, that are going on. Um, first and foremost, if the soldier that he pictured, I didn't see it, it uh, could speak... He would definitely say that that post was disgusting. I mean, the, you didn't right. go die for a country that you didn't believe in or that right. you didn't understand was affording you opportunities. Every single person that is in the military loves America. Yeah. Clearly, they love America. So, Snoop, why don't you stop speaking for other people? The second thing is, um, I've worked with Snoop in the past, and I can tell you— I've never met him. I've I, met him. I, I, I spent some time with him, and I can tell you that Snoop Dogg has not been sober in about uh, a couple of decades. Mm. We should stop adding any credence to anything he says. You think that this is like a— Fair enough. You think this is like a two— o'clock in the morning this is like he's drunk kind of part of his rider which is like what you have to hand someone before you come perform yeah. is he just has to be permanently high so he mm. has to fly private everywhere because he just he needs to be permanently high so i i try i wouldn't assign i wouldn't try to rationalize the thoughts of somebody uh, put too much stock into it I wouldn't try to put too much stock into someone that was blacked out drunk and i'm certainly yeah. not going to put stock into something that was said by someone who hasn't sobered up or, and likely hasn't read a book i was just curious i was just curious what your thoughts were Be, being a black woman in 2019 in america uh you know i i think it goes without saying that there are stains on american culture and in, in our history. That, that's a better way to say it. It's, there are stains in our history. Is America perfect? Absolutely not. Is America ever going to be perfect? No way. Because people aren't perfect. Because people aren't perfect. But the one thing that I am super, super proud of for America is where we have come and, you know, wh where we go. We, we talked about this in our last episode. We are Amazing Race fans. We love that show. Amazing Race. You ever watched it? Yeah, I've watched okay. it. It's addicting. Right. On TV. It is addicting. This, this, this series has a, uh, a team in it, and they're, 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 they're a homosexual couple, two, two guys, and they're, they're a team. And there's a challenge where they have to go to Uganda. And so there's this really emotional moment where they start crying in the airport before they go there because they realize they're going to Uganda where they cut your head off if you're a homosexual and things like that. And I can't believe that CBS allowed this to air because they really go on like this this 45 second you know tangent where they're like, we are so blessed to live where we live that we can be openly homosexual and love who we love. And, you know, now we're going to this country where if they were to find out, you know, which they're on the show. I mean, you know, it's not like they're actually in danger there, but they're going to a place where you can't. And I just thought it was a really I don't know if it was a goof that they were just like, oh, America really is this amazing place. Producers are like, no. they, oh, yeah, the producers like, kill it, kill it, kill it. should go live in the countries that they think are greater yes. than America. Yeah. And yes. that's what needs to happen. And I was laughing as you're telling that story because my fiance, he, he's big into hunting. He does big game hunting in Africa. And when we talk about a lot of these these topics that are have people so upset you know upset in america we think mm. how privileged are you to be upset over a bathroom sign oh, yeah. Yeah. and he talks he loves africa he spends a lot of time in africa and he says they don't even understand the concept of gay yeah. 
Like yeah. he's, he's like, you talk to them, and you're like, yeah. you know, like two men together. You showed us that video. Yeah. That, yes. that video Which we are of that still guy. laughing about. <laughs> it's just such a funny video. We need to post the link to that video. We will. That we'll we're post it. It's just, somehow. It's just really what happens on the news in Africa, which, like, right. news in Africa was there was a lesbian. And they just, he, they, the person that's interviewing her can't even wrap his mind around it. Like, what is wrong with you? He basically says, What are you? Pretty much. He's like, Why are you gay? Yeah. And then he's just like, You are gay. And he tells her, No, no, you are gay. Yeah. It's so funny because it's so primitive and it makes you realize that a big problem with America is that we're just, like, there is such a thing as over civilization. We're just over civilized. We're somehow going backwards, right? Where we're just. Good times create weak men. Create weak men. And any go to any other country, you will not be afforded the same conversation. America has its bad points, but let's remember yeah. this first. Who, who were among the first countries that, that abolished the slave trade? Yeah. America, the UK and America. We were we were ahead, so there was nowhere else for you to live. And currently today, there are slaves in Africa. So mm-hmm. If you want to be a social justice warrior, why don't you get on a plane and visit some of the countries that have real social justice issues? Yeah. Well, yeah. There, there's a lot of countries that the people are, the, the entire place is slavery because they're not allowed to leave. Right, yeah. right. It's like with the feminist movement as well, the wage gap which you can cherry pick whatever data you want to, you know. Myth. Yeah, it's a myth. But say it really does exist and it's 17 cents less, okay? Yeah. That's all it is. Go to Saudi Arabia. Go to Middle Eastern countries and see the difference between men and women there. And they, they just don't get, like, if you want to work in fashion, you're going to make less than someone who's operating on a brain. Yeah, like, and, exactly. And it's, right. Women, you have to be smart enough to understand that very simple concept, which is why this Vox Media scandal is so funny, because mm-hmm. they're up in arms because they want higher pay, they want this much pay, and it's, nobody reads your crap. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Go produce something of value if you want higher pay, Vox yeah. Media employees. You've been talked about more in the past several days because of this Steven Crowder stuff than you have in a very long time. All right. So let's move on to uh, what is next for Candace Owens. So, so, so you have officially, uh, you, you, you have left turning point yes. because you are involved in Blexit. Now that yeah. is, that is the Candace Owens thing. What, what, what's, what, what's going on with that? Well, what's happening? I mean, what's the, what's the future for Candace Owens? You know, it's just, there was just a lot more that needed to be done in the black community. And as much as it is such a gift to be able to go on college campuses and fight that good fight for conservative principles, the majority of black people don't make it to college. Um, so we, we needed to do things that were more in the communities that needed to hear the messaging. Mm-hmm. So we continue with our Blexit rallies. Um, I'm also writing a book. I also have my oh. show. Um, I've always it's doing ex- yeah. exceptionally well in the charts, by the way. You. you are killing it on your on your podcast. Yeah, and I haven't the name been invited it. yet. The Candace Owens show. It's really hard Candace to come Owen up with a name. We sat yeah. in a room. <laughs> what should we call this show? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I've always believed in is the cultural fight. And I think that people that think that they're above the cultural fight or don't understand the cultural fight are never going to win. Um, if you're going to get black people or white people that are liberals to start thinking differently, you have to to meet them where they're at. And the truth is, is that the left has ceased culture. Every show is, you know, Saturday Night Live, leftists making fun of conservatives. Um, and this is what these people are that are not growing up with parents in the home are doing. They're turning on the TV. They're listening into the music. So we have to create the entertainment. Having a show like yours, having, you know, a show like mine, uh, writing books, making sure that we are becoming the entertainment. Is, is mm-hmm. a big piece of this and you know you've been to Blexit rallies they're just fun they're cultural you can wear a t-shirt it says you know Blexit and we're having a good time am I am I, am, am I allowed at Blexit rallies because one of the rumors going around right now <laughs> is that 
Candace Owens does not allow. Uh, it's a rumor. It's completely not true. Candace Owens doesn't allow white people at her Brexit <laughs> rallies. <laughs> so so ridiculous. No, <laughs> of course. And it's been so great to have so you know white people that live in the community say, "Can we show up? How can we help? Can we hand out T-shirts? Uh, can we register people to vote?" And I say, "Yes, come. The more the merrier." The whole idea of Brexit is to stop thinking that we are separate from America and to remember that it's okay as black and white people to mock each other. We do have cultural differences. They should be routinely mocked because when you can laugh at yourself and laugh at others, it makes it okay again. We need right. real humor. Yeah. We need yep. real laughter. Um, and hopefully that's what we're bringing back, which is a big departure from this PC culture that we're seeing. Yeah. Well, love you know, yeah, awesome. I, I love everything that you do. Yeah, yeah. You know that. You know I love you to death. You've got our support all the way through. It, it's been so funny to see how you have just exploded and how we have had the success we've had almost simultaneously because what we connected like right when you first started and right when I first started and we both just shot up in different directions. Right. Uh, and it's just been really amazing to see your career and, and what it is that obviously God has in store for you to do. And I think that that's just amazing. Where can everybody find you and what you're doing? Uh, well, you can you can go to Blexit.com, you can go to CandaceOwens.com, you can go to my Twitter feed, Facebook page, Instagram. I mean, I'm everywhere. everywhere. So. <laughs> like, do they Google Candace Owens or the first black white supremacist? First black <laughs> white supremacist. You should Google it and pops see up. if yeah. you pop picture? up. How many people are going to start doing it, it now? The first black white <laughs> supremacist and just one. see there if Candace Owens pops up. She is. All right, Alyssa, tell everybody where they can find you. It's just Alyssa Allen on Facebook and Instagram. Jake? Me on Instagram at producer underscore Jake. And of course, you can find me, Graham Allen, across all platforms. Candace, thank you so much for joining hey, us. Candace! For this episode of the Dear America <laughs> podcast, and we'll see you all again next time. Yeah.